With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I hear Recorded live. They got a way of really doing these phones in. That was recorded live was supposed to come through on this call. Wow. Give me one second. Let's see what they did here now. This is what happened last week. Mm. That's when we're talking about vaccinations, or you plan yeah. to. Yeah, this is yeah, they they've got a way of um just one seven two four. Let me just get in on talk show. Yeah, and talk show is my main link that covers everything, so I I've got to have that. Hello, Miriam. I'm here. I'm here. I don't know what they did to this line, why this line is making a noise, because you're, I don't know how they did this. This is what they do. This is, this is so ridiculous. There's no reason for me to be getting this noise here. Give me one second. I'm just going to try it again. I have no idea why this stupid man comes in. I don't know why I'm getting this stupid call. I'm trying to take it. Just bear with me, please. I'm cool. I don't know how they got my main line. Why is it? Why would my main line? Be making this noise. I don't understand that. Okay. <laughs> Girl, they are desperate tonight. Yeah. 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 And it's it's so, going, you know, even when I taught regular classes, same thing. It was unbelievable. Same thing. But, um, okay, now let me start this. Order. This yeah. conference is being recorded. Okay, welcome to Prayer Warriors. Are needed because prayer warriors are needed. I just give honor and praise to the Most High God, thanking God for the privilege of prayer. We're studying a summary of Christian teaching, Christian doctrine. Tonight's subject is, you know, not a subject that we like to talk about, but it's part of the learning process. It's that old evil Satan, and 
please note that the purpose for this lesson on Satan is not to lift him up in any way, but to give us information concerning him, his devices, his tricks. Since Satan is the enemy of God and the church, it behooves us to study his methods pursuant to 2 Corinthians 2.11. tells us we have to know the schemes of the devil. Can't know them really without by dodging be familiar. So let's and how do we keep authority over those demon forces? I'll open up with prayer. And um we'll welcome prayer um at the end also because blog talk limits the time, so I'm just gonna go right into the lesson the the prayer. I'd like to put a special prayer out for particularly all of God's people and particularly our children, our youth, our young people and particularly for those who are incarcerated. So, God, we just come before you to give you all the praise and the honor. Thank you, God, for you, God. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for being sovereign, all-powerful, all-merciful. God, we just thank you, Heavenly. We give you all the praises. We exalt your name, God. God, we come before you, Heavenly, as a unified people worshiping you and giving you praise, God. And we say, ask you, God, to continue to bless us. We thank you, God, for bringing us through this week that we just went through, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, God, for the week that we have coming before us. God, we plead the blood of Jesus over each and every listener, participant, downloader, God, that you cover them and you guide their steps, God, that they have a blessed week. Every attack that comes before them, God, that they will be they will overcome. Every test that that goes before them will be their testimony, God. God, we give you special praise, God, for those who may be possible. Father, young man, God, that was raised in the house of the God. God, we know he's an anointed child. He's your child. And for him and those other young people that just make stupid errors to end up in in the hands of Satan in that, that prison industry, God, we ask you, God, to give him strength special strength of endurance for your warrior angels to govern over him. Sovereign Know that, that you are all sovereign and you're the God of miracles and you can get him out without just leaving everybody's mouth open, without any clarity. God, we know that you can turn things around, open up the windows of heaven. God, we yes. actually with him, Heavenly Father, and bind up every demon force in that jailhouse, Heavenly Father, that even looks his way. God, we particularly bind up the spirit of exploitation, spirit of yes, abuse, Lord. Father. We bind up the spirit of, of isolation and, 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 and assaulting and entitling people as mentally ill or any type of uh, uh, deceptive method being used, Heavenly Father. God, give that young man the strength to march out of those doors, Heavenly Father, waving the banner of the Most High God as a strong man that you created him. God, and every young person that's under assault, God, in these demonic prison industry uh, cages, in the name of Jesus, God. Let them in the name of Jesus. Supplement for bad, God, we ask you to use for good, Heavenly. Turn things around. Let the young people wake up. Use that experience, God, to become warriors, God, human rights activists, just yes, like Father. The, the minor prophets we learned about, the major prophets, those were social reformers, those were human rights activists, Heavenly Father. 
used them greatly then, you'll use them greatly now. God, we thank you, God, for the turnaround that you're making in the lives of you. We thank you, God, for covering our bloodline, that our bloodlines will be the warriors of tomorrow, God, that they will be able to stand for the banner of the Most High God and let the devil know he's a liar. God, we a thank liar. you authority over demon forces. Thank you, God, that we're able to punch the devil in the eye. In the midst of all of the assaults and attacks he tries to put out here, we come together to praise and exalt your name and say, God, we love you. We magnify your name, and we thank you, God, for all you've done. Amen. All you've done. Every attempt Satan has tried to take us out, we thank you, God, we're still standing, and we can say, God, if it wasn't for your grace and mercy, God, we thank you for your angels. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for your son that you sacrificed on the cross. God, we Jesus. thank you for have a supernatural power to counteract spiritual uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. God, we Bible. bind up every ritual demons did to have the power that they're using in the govern in our government. God, we bind up demon forces and Satanists across the board. God, we ask you for a special host of blessings, God, over our our executive branch, judicial branch, and legislative branch, Heavenly Father. God, we ask you to pull out, use your people, God, to pull out the demon forces and bind up Satanists across the world. We bind up the spirit of eugenics. We bind up the spirit of harming people. We bind up the devil's plan to devour and destroy. We decree peace, love, prosperity, good health, good will across this earth. Against Hallelujah. Satan that he puts down on this earth to have confusion and sickness, we bind it up. We please the blood of Jesus to break up, break up that spirit, break up every ritual they did, break up, expose the Satanists for what they are, where they are, have them removed, decree and declare that God, your strength, your people will be used to retake yes. this earth. Our governance yes. structures in particular, we take this earth from every force that's trying to use authority they do not have God's structures that he created for man to live according to his will. God, we thank you for the Ten Commandments. Thank you, God, for biblical teaching. We thank you, God, that the Bible is the basic book before leaving earth. We thank you, God, for every section of the Bible that gives us understanding. God, we thank you that our Bible gives us history. It gives us law. It gives us prophecy. It gives us uh, epistles, our letters to learn from Heavenly Father. It gives us literary parables and learning lessons, things that we can teach and and learn from the experience. God, we thank you, God, that we learn through history, through law, that the only power over evil is the power of God. We thank you for your power. We thank you, God, for your miracles, the things that you're turning around, the things you have turned around, and the things you're going to turn around. God, we give you praise and glory, and we ask you, God, to bless this short lesson on Christian teaching of of what is Satan, how to overcome Satan, all about his wickedness, and so that we learn how to beat him at his game every time. And we thank you, God, for this Bible-based lesson. That we have a countermeasure to fight against evil, God, because we can't do it on our own, Heavenly Father. People, you can't fight a spiritual war with an affidavit, with a lawsuit, with with a gun. You have to fight a spiritual war on spiritual terms. And God, God. you've given us our opportunity to counteract evil on spiritual terms through prayer, through praise, through unified 
our people coming together, exalting your name, God. God, we thank you, glorify your name, and in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I found this prayer here for incarcerated people, general. Heavenly Father, I bind all evil spirits that are in those jails, that are in the presence of of our loved ones that are in there. In the prison where our loved ones are, may they, may a father way. In in the prison where our loved ones are, may they be covered with your blood, Father. According to your word in Matthew sixteen and eighteen, you have given me the keys to the kingdom of heaven and in the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever I bind and loose on earth shall be bind and loosed in heaven. Yes. I ask. God, it is, if it's your will to loose your mighty warring angels in great abundance into the presence, into um, um, my cousin's situation with yes. the, the young man that's, and all young people that are have the praying parents, God, that you will loose your warring angels to cover them, to be in their presence. Any circumstances that they may face today, they will have warring angels to fight for them. Heavenly yes. Father, it's written in Psalms 91 and Matthew 6 that you are our deliverer, and I ask that yes. you give all of those incarcerated ones total freedom, total liberty, and total salvation from all evil that may try to interfere with your will. During yes. the time he, she is incarcerated, I ask you to give them, give them the deliverance from all sickness, addictions, anger, and other negative influences. I ask yes. you, Heavenly Father, I decree and declare, God, that you will deliver them from all bitterness, resentment, and past memories that are keeping them from moving forward and making the best of their lives while they are in that situation. Yes. I pray to you, Heavenly Father, to help them to use this time to develop a closer relationship with you. In yes. faith, but I am thanking you for giving each and every person wrongfully incarcerated total freedom spiritually. And total healthy. freedom things according to your will. May these be used to glorify you, Heavenly Father, and become the may, may they use this experience to be a testimony of yes. your greatness, Heavenly Father. I ask you, God, to cover all the inmates in, in, the, in those prisons and those employees. May you control them. God, send your warring angels to protect those people there. God, any vulnerable population, we ask you for special coverage, particularly those at the mercies of correction officers. God, cover yes. them. Cover, let there be one, one warrior for God in there that stops the plan of the devil. Oh, yes. I ask you to render harmless and nullified, destroyed and canceled the power and plans that Satan might have. Cancel it. While he is incarcerated. Heavenly Father, I ask you to fill each and every one of those young people in those prisons, Heavenly Father, with your precious Holy Spirit and with all the fruits of your spirit, including love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faithfulness. And I ask you to pour a spirit of repentance, conviction, and wisdom into them. I ask you, Lord, that you continue to release your presence, the glory in and around prisoners and the prison that he sh- that they are in. In the name of Jesus, I pray in for Jesus. strength to endure. And most importantly, Heavenly Father, I ask you to open up the doors, open up the windows of heaven, open up a way for them to get up on out of there and stay out of there in the name of Jesus, that they'll never end up there again. 
Satan is a liar. You, we decree and declare that you cannot have the souls of praying of these praying young men and women that are in there, God. That you will give them Lord, the the uh, the sense, Heavenly Father, to reach out and pray to you, Heavenly Father, and you will help them get out of that place. God, give them the spirit of the holy of uh, of faith. Give them the spirit of the Most High God to continue to pray despite conditions, Heavenly Father. God, we know you can send your people through God through the correction system, through a war, through a, one of the wardens. Somebody, God, let them be in there doing your work, Heavenly Father, holding down the armor of God. That God, the devil, will not have his way with our loved ones. This is my prayer, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh. Amen. Amen. A short little um, lesson and then a few. Questions and we'll 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 go back to uh, talking. The Bible refers to Satan by many names, and often the name describes how he operates. He is known as Abaddon. Revelation nine one one. That's A B A D D O N. He is of our brethren. Revelations twelve ten. He's known as the adversary. First Peter five eight. He's known as the angel of the bottomless pit. Revelation. Mm-hmm. 9-11. He's known as an angel of light, 2 Corinthians 11-14. He's known as a roaring lion, 1 Peter 5-8. He's known as Belusabab, Matthew 12-24, Mark 3-22. He's known as Belial, 2 Corinthians 6. He's known as the devil, Matthew 4-1. He's known as the enemy, Matthew 13-9. He's known as a evil spirit, 1 Samuel 16 known as the father of lies, John 8:44. He's known as the gates of hell, Matthew 16. He's known as the great red dragon, Revelations 12:3. Known as the liar, John 8:44. He's known as Lucifer, Isaiah 14:12. Known as a lying spirit, 1 Kings 22. Known as the murderer, John 8:44. He's known as the old serpent, Revelation 12:9. He's known as Apollyon, Revelation 9:11. Known as the prince of this world, John 12:31. He's known as the power of darkness, Corinthians uh, 1 verse 13. Known as the prince of devils, Matthew 12:24. Known as the prince of the power of the ear, Ephesians 2:2. Known as Satan, first uh, Job one six. He's known as the serpent. Genesis as the what? Serpent, serpent, serpent. Yes, yes. He's known as the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. Ephesians two two. He's known as the tempter. Matthew four three. He's known as Tyrus. Ezekiel twenty eight twelve. He's known as the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. He's known as an unclean spirit, Matthew 12.43. He is known as the wicked one, Matthew 13.19. Who was Satan originally? He was the highest angel in heaven. He was the anointed cherub of God that had access to the throne of God. He was chief among the angels of heaven. He was called son of the morning, Ezekiel 28.12. What did Satan originally look like? He was a most beautiful creature. Every precious stone was his covering. When he spoke, it sounded like a great pipe organ. He was perfect in beauty and wisdom. Ezekiel 28, verses 
12 through 15. What happened to Satan? Iniquity. Basically, pride leading to open rebellion was found in him. He attempted to overthrow the throne of God and take God's place. Isaiah 14, verses 12 to 15. Where is Satan now? Satan inhabits the earth and its atmosphere. Job 1, 7, 1 Peter 5, 8. When humanity fell into sin, Satan became the ruler of the world. John 12, 31. Dominates the whole world. First John 5:19. He patrols this earth and is the commander of a host of evil spirits through whom he enslaves and captive those without Christ and those who give him power to control their lives, even though some may be Christians. Only believers have been delivered from his power. Yet as a roaring lion, he remains a threat to believers. Psalms 22:13. And he seeks to destroy us, especially through experiences of suffering. He will spiritually destroy anyone who abandons God's protection. Through our faith in Christ's blood, our spiritual warfare by the Spirit, and our prayers to God, we are fully equipped to defeat Satan's schemes, tricks, and deceptions. We are able to resist him, and we are able to stand firm in Who has power over Satan? God and the church have power over all the works of Satan. Matthew 16, 17, Luke 10, 17, Ephesians 1, 19. In what ways does Satan seek to come against us, the body of Christ? He tries to tempt us, deceive us, lie to us, steal from us, and to kill us. John 10, 10. Our essential feature of Jesus' temptation revolved around what kind of Messiah he would be and how he would use his anointing from God. Our essential feature of Jesus' temptation revolved around what kind of Messiah he would be and how he would use his anointing from God. He tempted Jesus. The temptation of Jesus is when Jesus was tempted to use his anointing and positioned to serve his own self-interest. He was tempted to attain glory and power over the nations instead of accepting the cross and the way of suffering, and to accommodate himself to the people's popular expectation for a sensational Messiah. There is misuse of anointing. The ways that the Satan tries to deceive us, lie to us, steal from us, and kill us. They have misuse of anointing. Satan still tempts Christian leaders to use their anointing, position, and ability for their own self-interest to establish their own glory and kingdom and to please people rather than God. Yes. We compromise with Satan. Reality surrendered to Satan's lordship. Hmm. How do we battle this enemy? Christ has defeated the enemy. He gives us his word as a mighty sword to maintain the defeat of Satan. John 10, yes. 10, Revelation 12, 11. No possession of believers. Scripture teaches that no true believer who is dwelt in by the Holy Spirit can be demon-possessed. However, the believer can influence the thoughts, emotions, and actions of Christians who fail to follow the leading of the Spirit. Matthew sixteen twenty three. Believers have authority over Satan demons. 
Jesus promised true believers authority over the power of Satan and his cohort. As we confront them, we must break their power they want to exert over us and others by waging intense spiritual warfare through the power of the Holy Spirit, Luke 4.14. In this way, we can be set free from the powers of darkness. According to a parable in Mark 3.27, spiritual conflict against Satan involves three aspects. One, declaring war against Satan according to God's purpose, Luke 4.4. Two, entering Satan's house, any place where he has a stronghold, attacking and overpowering him by prayer and proclamation of the word and destroying his weapon of demonic deception and temptation, Luke eleven twenty and three carrying of his off carrying off his possessions. Example delivering those who have been captive by Satan's power and giving them over to God so that they may receive forgiveness and sanctification through faith in Christ. Luke eleven twenty two. Yes. Following are the individual steps that we should take in the process. Recognize one Recognize that we are not in conflict against flesh and blood, no. against spiritual forces and powers of evil, Ephesians 6.12. Live before God, fervently committed to his truth and righteousness, Romans 12.1. Have faith that Satan's power can be broken in any specific area of his domain. We must realize that the believer has powerful spiritual weapons given by God for the specific purpose of the destruction of Satan's second Corinthians. Yes. Proclaim the gospel of the kingdom in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, Matthew 4.23. Challenge Satan and his power directly by believing in Jesus' name, Acts 16. Jesus. By using God's word, by praying in the spirit, by fasting, and by driving out demons. Pray, especially for the Holy Spirit to convict the lost concerning sin, righteousness, coming judgment. Pray for and eagerly desire the manifestation of the Spirit through gifts of healing, tongues, miracles, signs, and wonders, Acts 4.29. Why did God create hell? Hell was made for Satan, not for man. Only men who refuse Christ will go there because there's nowhere else for them to go. Matthew 25:41. Oh, hell, hell is the place of torment. It has been prepared by our Lord for the devil and his demons found in the bowels of the earth. Deuteronomy 32:22. What area does Satan attack us in? Satan usually operates against us in the soul realm. He also operates in the supernatural with the spirit beings. Therefore, it is mandatory to bring our mind into subject, subjection to Christ. That takes away the area for him to operate in our mind, our will, our emotions. Second Corinthians 11.3 When facing Satan's temptations, we need to remember who we are up against. Second Corinthians 2.11 We should seek help from others when the enemy's temptations are strong or when we are in a weakened condition. Hebrews 4.15 That was short. Remember that we have authority over that each and every demon force. 
be a little quiz. Let me just go over this summary. All right, we took a look today. The purpose of this lesson was to, to review the Christian teachings on this demon called Satan. Not to lift him up in any way, but to give us information concerning him. Satan is the enemy of God and and God's people. It behooves us to study his methods. We looked at the different different names he's known as, the adversary, roaring lion, the enemy, liar, lucifer, apollyon, tempter, tyrus, unclean spirit, wicked one. We looked at who was Satan originally. We learned that he was the highest angel in heaven. We learned, we looked at what did Satan originally look like, and he was a beautiful creature. We found out what happened to Satan. 60 seconds. At pride, which pride led to rebellion. We learned where is Satan now. We learned that he inhabits the earth and its atmosphere. We learned who has power over Satan, and we learned that God and God's people have power over all, not some. We have the power over all the works of Satan. Matthew 16, 17, 18. Matthew 16, verses 17, 18. Luke 10, verse 17 to 19. In what ways does Satan seek to come against us, the body of Christ? He tries to get us out of alignment with God's will. He tries to sabotage our destiny. He tries to tempt us, deceive us, and lie to us. Steals from our... Ten seconds. Our essential feature, we look at the temptation of Jesus. He tried to tempt Jesus. He tried to... There was misuse of an anointing. Oh, Mary, I don't know why it's echoing on your phone. Maybe it's a little close. Okay. All right. Uh, how are we to battle this enemy? We make sure that he has no possession of believers. We should have believers have authority over Satan demons. Jesus promised true believers authority over the power of Satan and his demons. We must break the power they want to exert over us by waging intense spiritual warfare through the power of the Holy Spirit. That would, that is prayer. This way we can set free and don't just don't let that demon in your life. We have to look at we can look at the parable Mark three verse twenty seven. Spiritual conflict against Satan involves three aspects: declaring war against Satan according to God's purpose. Entering Satan's house, stay away from any place he, you know his spirit is, is prioritized. And uh, we must not deliver those who have been held captive. We must help deliver those who have been held captive, crackheads, things of that nature, people that are just really strung out. We have to find a way to get them back on God's side, let them know that forgiveness and sanctification is available through them through faith. Uh, The following are the individual steps that we should take in the process. We should recognize that we are not in a conflict against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces and powers of evil. Take this personal. This is a spiritual war. Recognize that we are not 
in the conflict. Okay, live before God, live according to God's will, fervently pray. Know that God's truth and righteousness will always reign across this earth. That's why we have the Bible to look at Bible stories and see how God has always won every war. God is the only power over evil. Must have faith that Satan's power can be broken in any specific area of his domain. We must proclaim the gospel of the kingdom in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We must challenge Satan and his power directly by believing in Jesus' name, by using God's word. That means by reading our Bible, studying, by praying in the spirit, by fasting and driving out demons. That fasting is powerful. We must pray especially for the Holy Spirit to convict those that we're concerned about, whether they're lost, uh, convict them concerning sin, righteousness, and the coming judgment. We must pray and eagerly desire the manifestation of the Spirit through gifts of healing, tongues. We have to ask God. Fruits of the Spirit, the fruits of, of God's blessings, ask God to reveal to us what gifts he's given us to use, whether they are signs and wonders, miracles, the gift of healing, the gift of speaking, whatever gift, bottom line, that we reach the destiny God created us for. Why did God create hell? Hell was made for Satan and not for man. Men who refuse Christ, will go there because there's nowhere else for them to go. Hell is the place of torment, which has been prepared for the devil and demons found in the bowels of the earth. What area does Satan attack us in? Satan usually operates against us in the soul realm. He also operates in the supernatural with other spiritual beings. Therefore, it's mandatory to bring our mind into subjection to Christ. This takes away the area for him operate in our mind, our will, or emotions. When facing Satan's temptations, we need to remember who we are up against. We should seek help from other praying people when the enemy's temptations are strong or when we are in a weakened condition. Call on the Holy Spirit, stay in prayer, and stay with other fellow believers. You, I mean, if you were anyone, if you're a targeted individual, you think of this program, I know without other believers, I would just, it's a feeling of helplessness. Even those who are incarcerated, I know that is such a feeling of helplessness because this is like almost, a, the TI is like a, being an outside a targeted individual. But we know, when you know you serve a living God, you know that this is only temporary. The devil is a liar, that his day will come, that God has bigger and better plans. All right, I'll quickly go over a little quiz here. I'm going to read a statement, and uh, you can uh, give a few choices. Have power over the works of Satan. Have power over the works of Satan. Is this God in the church? Son of the morning? A serpent, soul realm, God, or righteous living. To have power over the works of Satan. Have power over the works of Satan. Anybody? Is that God in the church, son of the morning, serpent, 
soul realm, God, or righteous living. Have power over the works of Satan. So with now God in the church. Satan's area of attack against a person is that son of the morning, serpent, the soul realm, God, or righteous living, go with soul realm. Satan's area of attack against a person, I'm with soul realm. A prerequisite to battling Satan. What is a prerequisite to battling Satan? That God in the church, son of the morning, serpent, soul realm, God, righteous living. Living. Prerequisite to battle Satan. And now finally, Satan was originally called... God in the church, son of the morning, serpent, soul realm, God, righteous living, but son. So I have power over the works of Satan. Good, got them all right. Excellent. Have power <laughs> over the works of Satan. That was God and the church. We have power over the works of Satan. That is beautiful to know. Remember, that devil tried to make you think he's got more power. He does not. Satan's area of attack against a person, it is in the soul realm. A prerequisite to battling Satan is righteous living. Satan was originally called son of the... That's it for the quiz? Oh, that was it. I usually have more questions. Okay. So yes, we're we're just doing a review here. Um in the uh this is the study is located at um Kesselministry dot com. That's T like Tom, E Edwards, S Sam, O Oprah, L Larry. Tesselministry dot com. Uh you can see quite a few uh, lessons in the online Bible study button. We're focusing on have a different area. We are concluding summary of Christian doctrine. So we have studied that what does the Bible teach? What who is God? What is the Bible? We looked at covenant, we looked at benefits of the cross. We looked at what is baptism. We looked at what is prayer. We looked at what are fruits and gifts of the Holy Spirit. And today we looked at who is what is Satan. So we have two, three more to go, the ministries and gifts in the church. We have the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And we have tithes and offering according to Christian teaching. Just looking at Christian doctrine. Good to know what is it represents. So, um, then, short quiz. Sure. All right, so I'm going to close out. Mary, could you close us in prayer? And, oh, well, and Mary you. or Maritza? Well, thank you, Miriam. I want you to know, and I want God to know, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so 
so much for Sister Miriam. We thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, dear. Really appreciate it. You're always there for me. You're definitely one of my closest sisters for our warriors. I thank God for you. Okay. Oh, thank, thank you, Anne. Mar- Mary was praying. Anne, can you pray right after Mary? Sure. Okay, wonderful. Go ahead. Anne, can you hear me talking? Anne, Anne could, you, could you hear Mary? Anne, can you hear Mary? I don't feel like she can. Huh? Can you hear Mary? Can you hear me? No, no, I can't. Okay. All right. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Miriam. Thank you so much, Father, for Sister Miriam, who has the wisdom, the the godly wisdom to lead us in prayer, to lead us in how to be prayer warriors, to prepare us, help to equip us for battle. For many of us are really in a tremendous battle, Father. Even the battle for souls and life and death, Father. But we rely on you. We thank you so much for sending us a great teacher like Miriam, who prepares lessons and and goes over them with us carefully and quizzes us and helps us to learn, helps us to grow in understanding of you, Father. We want to know your word. We want to obey your word because we know that your word is true. We know that you are true and let every man be a liar if he conflicts with you anywhere. We know that you're bigger than all of our problems. Father, when we are tested, let us keep our minds on you. When we are stressed, let us keep our minds on you. When we have needs, let us focus on you and your provision. Let us always rely on you, trusting you, because we know that you care for us. And, Father, we ask that you bless everyone who's heard this word tonight about the enemy, the evil enemy that we have to fight. And thank you for reminding us that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers on high. Father God, we know that one day you're going to level every high spirit that exalts itself above holiness. You're going to level them, Father, and then send them to hell. They have a future, Father, and their future is hopelessness and pain and suffering, hot lava and flames. Father, help us go through. Help us to edify and help one another. Because you said that by this we'll know them, by how they love one another. Help Christians to show more Christian love for each other, Father, especially for those who are weak among us. Let us be indulgent and prayerful and tender toward one another, even when we fail. Let 
everybody find a helping hand. And Father, God, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for sending your only begotten that we might believe on him, giving us, first of all, the wisdom to even believe on him. We could be like those people who hear the truth and reject it, but for some reason, you chose us to know you. We don't deserve to be able to trust you, but we do. And we thank you for the knowledge of you that we can grow in knowledge of you. And we thank you for leaders like Miriam, Sister Miriam, who is teaching us tonight. And we thank you for everybody who's gathered here together. Let us learn, let us understand, let us grow, and let us be encouraged in you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 And darling, you wanted to pray? And and, and um, let me, uh, well, I'll just go for that. Thank you, Mary. That was just awesome. Uh, Mary, um, I'm right now, I'm taking these classes myself, so I'm just sharing while I'm taking the classes, you know. Um, so, you know, that it, it, uh, I bought a Bible Institute program, and, you know, I just feel it's it's only appropriate, you know, that I take the classes before I teach them, you know what I'm saying? And um, so, Mary, you're doing it. You you're doing it. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Okay, bye, Blog Talk. Well, thank you, Mary. But honestly, I you know I am I'm you know I bought the program, and you know I I was surprised so many you know ministers even call in. I where you get the program from this and I was like, well, why don't you take a class to check it out? No, 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 I got all of that. I I just can't see. Um, having a program, giving certificates. I'm qualified to give the certificates in biblical studies, ministry training. But if I've never taken the class, I just find it so, you know, um, not right. And so that's why I'm taking the classes. Just wanted to because let you, you know. have integrity, Mary. You have integrity, Miriam. That's what you have. And I also enjoy learning about the Word of God. Exactly. And, and I would never want to, uh, I don't want to support a religion that I really don't understand. I've learned so much. I mean, I've major prophets, minor prophets. Um, the curriculum has been just wonderful. Um, I learned, you know, foundations of faith. We did praying with power, principles of the anointing, basic training for spiritual warfare, which I think I'll do that again. That was just awesome. Um, it, it just covered so much, and I, I just couldn't imagine having this program offering. They're all independent study programs too, and never taking the classes myself. So I just thank God. I to say I kind of look at it as um, I'm I'm do, doing my own, you know, learning as well as, and I'm I'm so happy to have you know people like you and Anne and and even Amy was there for so long, you know that you know, like learning as well as me, you know, because it's it's a thirst for the Word of God that we develop, you know. We can never just, you know, sit there. I would never want to just sit there and think, you know, that things are going to change without um, growing in God. I've learned so much about the Bible 
you know, including, you know, all the subjects. I didn't know the book Bible had specific subjects. That was the um uh, the specific law, history, revelation, epistles and uh literature. I I mean I, I just never, you know, knew that the Bible was actually those those are the subjects the Bible carries, those are the categories. So I just want to testify and say thank you, Mary, for you know, for just being here and, and all that you said. But um just not but but just wanna say thank you basically. Thank God for the privilege and I thank God for putting me in touch with people that love God and uh, uh, uh want to, you know, just learn more about him. That's what's really Well Ann, I tell you, I so much enjoyed your presentation. Uh it brings us you know, our minds can um in other words, over a period of time of not being assembled together with the saints, uh, one can feel alone in the battle. And we're not alone. All Christians are going through basically the same battle. It's a battle against Satan and, and his devices. And we need to study, to know, um, and to stay grounded. And I thank you. Yeah. Um, I thank you because you, you guys, I can't do it without you, you know. I mean, not that, you know, you know, it, it all helps. You know, it's just been wonderful. Just And, and just the whole, I'm here to say thank you to the whole TI community. You, you're going through this, and um, you don't understand what's going on, you know. That's why we can we can pray for people that mean well. Look at something as as big as like what our what the guy we were talking about. You know, he was getting ready to do an awesome job, but without recognizing the spiritual component, you fall right on your backside. You know, that's it what was be... missing, Miriam. You know, yeah. you you and I were talking about what was missing, and I, I think that uh, that out of all of reading what he wrote and listening to what he said. I can't remember hearing much about or anything. Mm-hmm. And and it's not that he didn't say it. I'm saying I don't remember hearing him speak about God, speak about Jesus, speak about his faith. Right, uh, right. I mean, so, do you really think you could fight this big old demon that took over this earth, that been having on people oppressed, that been eugenically killing innocent people, injecting babies? Uh, uh, inducing autism, cancer, all kinds. Do you really think you're going to take this demon on your own strength? Have you heard this person we're discussing mention God? Mm-mm. No. Either. I, if, if he did mention it, I, it did not register with me, and I believe it would have. Yeah, right. And, and to do that magnitude of work that he was doing, it take more than mentioning. I didn't hear it, but he did. Yeah. You know, but really to do that magnitude of work, look at the work we're doing, and that that's not even on that magnitude. We're just trying to help other people get the word out. Girl, you see, both of us got to pray a lot. <laughs> You're like, yo, I'm not trying to do this on my own strength. Mm-mm. Oh, no, indeed, honey. Mm-mm. You wouldn't even try. Mm-mm. It would be impossible. 
And I believe it's because all the power these demons got was through spiritual forces. Like they exchanged their soul with Satan for the wealth of the land. So what do I look like trying to, uh, you know, because you can't tell me how how is uh, something going to have the power to disable public protection offices across the nation disable the three branches of government, nobody, you know, I mean, it's just a reversal of righteousness. This is no longer political. This is a spiritual war. Oh, This is not like just some, a little bit of corruption and organized crime. No, baby, this is deeper than corruption and organized crime, honey. You can't get the power to have this corruption and organized crime to go to the levels that it's at without doing some spiritual rituals and stuff. So they, they did what they had to do to get the power to retard righteousness on this earth. Okay, this didn't, they didn't get this thing uh, overnight. And, I, I mean, this is they did stuff like advancing, you know, uh, they did spiritual things. You know, just it, everything, whatever they could do on earth to reverse God's will was done with a specific purpose to get the earth out of order with God's will so that demons can excel. And examples would be using the legal system to advance uh, killings, murder, eugenics, genocide, abortions, using the, the legal system to advance, you know, even, you know, any type of sexual act that doesn't produce children, Okay. They knew what they were doing. It wasn't just using the law so people can have freedom and this and pick what you want. No, they were specific. The Bible said, be fruitful, be multiplied. They made laws to make sure fruitful and multiplying is limited. Abortion and homosexuality limits the ability to be fruitful and multiply. They made sure the Bible said, love your neighbor. They got organized stalking. So their crimes are consistent. Whatever the Bible said to do, they had crimes that were committed and disregarded in alignment with biblical teaching. Yes. So anybody that thought they was going to sit up and, you know, conquer this criminal criminal enterprise, I mean, that they're, you know, going to all countries, taking over... Uh, injecting people with viruses, and you think you're going to fight that demon on your own strength? Uh-uh. <laughs> no way. No way. Absolutely Mm-mm. not. Impossible. We have a lot of people who are um, even atheists and agnostic. They know something horrible is wrong. And they try to fight, but uh, um, I think that they're being defeated because uh, because they don't have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost to, uh, to lead and direct them in all circumstances. Like, mm-hmm. Miriam, when they destroyed my computer on September 29th, I said, oh, well, it must be something else. God wants me to do right now. Mm. What I do is, you know, I just uh, look at the provisions that he's given me. Mm-hmm. And I try to find out, okay, well, what is this time for? 
Your, your grandchildren you, probably needed you or something, you know. You you know, there was a reason, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, God uh, chooses, you know, man, man plan for God to set. And so I praise him in all circumstances. And And if a person does that, they won't get frustrated. They exactly. won't get, you know. I think that people who get too frustrated, I think that they have an issue with yielding to God. Because Mm -hmm. if you understand that you're not acting in your own strength, you can't be your own provider. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only act in God's strength, and you can only deal with the uh, tools that he provides. And... uh, you don't get frustrated because you just look for how you are to how he's already equipped you to fight the battle with what you have. And if you don't have what you feel like you need to fight the battle that you were going to fight, well, maybe it's something else for you to do. And right. so, you know, I'll leave everything to him because this is his battle, it's his war, it's his everything. And I'm just thankful that he allowed me to uh, participate with him. Because exactly. just like we fight with him, we'll share glory with him. Exactly. I, right, and you I know. thank God he, he, he lets us see our assignment because, you know, if, you know, God created us to do specific things, and because of the finances, let's say everything rolling so well, you you know, we wouldn't even know, you know, or be concerned about where he's got us now. So, I mean, I know God's in charge. I may not be where I want to be 100%, but I know that I'm on my way. So the destiny that God has for me and not the destiny I chose for myself. Praise God. I I believe every T.I., God has a plan for them, and they're being used, really, to help the rest of this nation. Girl, please. These people, I mean, the T.I.'s never thought to become a day and a time that everything you know, the rest of the world is now yet to find out. T.I.'s Later, 
Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who are still totally ignorant, and that's mm-hmm. because there are no contests for him at all. Exactly. You know? It was and, threatened. He knew, right. Yes. Satan knows who is God's own. Let's just put it like that. And he hates us worse than he does the ones who he knows are not God's own. And just like he hates us worse, you know, God loves us best. Exactly. And so, really, I guess I mean, in a backhanded you, sort of way, well, what I'm saying is, it's almost an honor to be a T.I. Exactly. And when you look at the stuff they put T.I.s through, have them living under a bridge, can't get a job anywhere. I mean, it's ridiculous. People, people come out of jail. And you got programs that help them get a job. But if you're a T.I., you can't get no income, no job. I mean, it was some sick stuff. So that oh, told yeah. me that that devil was so threatened by this community threatened. that he yeah. was trying to have them, that he was trying to have T.I.s take themselves out. And if you don't know God, you know, in hope oh, and a yeah. feeling of helplessness. But I said the devil, I knew the devil was a liar. I serve a God of miracles. Oh, yes, honey. Well, I praise God that I was more rooted than to ever think of such a thing as that. But I know that uh, I know that that's what. In fact, uh, Miriam, I don't even believe half the TIs who they say did that did that. I know that I have made comments at articles about suicide where I say something like, "Well, uh, you know." I hate that this brother or sister didn't have enough faith to just hold on and know that God was with them. They tried not to publish my comment. Mm. And it came to me uh, numerous times. It came to me, well, that's, that they plan to kill people and make it seem like they killed themselves. Exactly. And they don't like the people that they plan that for to make exactly. comments like you make against suicide. Um, and, honey, I started commenting against suicide every time I got a chance because they really were fighting me on making comments that that clearly voiced the fact that suicide is a lack of faith. Because if you had faith that tomorrow was going to be better to, than today and that all our days and all our tomorrows are in God's hands and in God we trust. They didn't want me to say those types of things. And why would they care? You know how they erase what I write. That lets me know what they want me to say or not say. They are deleted several times before they leave it. And they didn't want me to speak against giving up. And I said, Mother, tell them one day I said, let me explain something to you. Nobody would believe I hurt myself. I said, so if that's what you're planning, you need to get a new plan. Because nobody who knows me at all would believe such a thing. I said, I believe in God the Father. And furthermore, I believe that if you die in sin, you go straight to hell. I have no faith in you go to nothingness. I said, you know, the thing is that you must, uh, God said, occupy until I come. He didn't say, run away and die quick and I'll catch you. You know, if you die in sin, 
And not all suicides did that in sin either. I want to console people with that in case they had a loved one who did commit suicide. Not all of them died in sin because, see, some of them repented right before they died, and God can hear you in a twinkle of an eye. So I'm saying that person who swam out too far to be able to swim back, we don't know that they didn't repent and say, Lord, why did I do this? I hope I get back. And maybe they didn't, but they still repented. And so we can't ever say that because a person seems to have committed suicide, but that person didn't at some point in the process repent even if they were lost as a result of their action. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that should be a comfort to anybody who did have a loved one who committed suicide. The fact is that we really, it's a mystery to us because we don't know whether that person repented uh, in the last moments or not. If they jumped out of a 50-story building, we don't know if before they get to the 10th floor, they say, Lord, why did I do this? Have mercy, please. You know, so we can't ever really say who uh, committed suicide and who repented at the last moment. But people who are in their right mind have no business uh, thinking such thoughts because that's a desire to escape. And what are you escaping? You're trying to escape the will of God because whatever we're going through, even if it's something extremely negative, you know, even if it's extremely negative, whatever we're going through, and we hate it, we're still uh, being allowed by God to go through that thing. So uh, anytime you seek to escape, You're seeking to escape the will of God. I'm not saying it's his will for you to suffer, but I'm saying that if it was really something he wanted to change, he'd change it like right now. And there's a reason he allowed it. It's a reason. It's a reason. Whether it's for great change, he still has a reason for allowing it. Yes, he does. So you just trust God no matter what. And we don't enjoy all of this craziness. But he's got to have some people who go through this craziness and who will expose it and oppose it in public out loud. And so I think that that's the reason some of us, in my case, I know that's the reason I'm going through it. And other people might know why they're going through it and their reason might be different than that. But he knew that no matter what, I was going to expose this disaster and oppose it. And so, yes, and he knew that I would have the courage in the face of him. I have looked at Satan himself. I've looked at him and these people and said, Satan, get behind me. I belong to God. And so, you know, these people are so demonic that one night when I went to print an article that I had written, I hit print, Miriam. And instead of the article printing, they printed out 
a red devil. Mm. And that was supposed to scare me to death as a Christian. But instead of that, I looked at that. I printed an article, and out of my printer, instead of the article coming, a red devil came out. Uh-uh. And yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I'm looking at care too. I just wrote an article. I hit print, and I reach over to my printer, and instead of the article printing, a red devil printed. And I knew it was just a computer trick they did. Okay, mm-hmm. I knew that. But when they printed that red devil, I said, "Oh, what the hell?" I said, "Oh, so this is who you are?" <laughs> I said, "You're a." You're Satanist. I said, oh, my goodness. And at that point, girl, I'm telling you, they thought that would scare me to death as a Christian. Instead of that, Miriam, that's when I stopped being afraid. Because God has already defeated Satan. Satan is a defeated foe. He's in hell already in my mind. And in his, he knows he's defeated. He's got these people thinking that he's got some future glory, but he knows he doesn't because he knows he cannot overcome God. He's smarter than the people he's tricked. And when they showed me that they were Satanists, that was the, that was the biggest mistake they could make for a real Christian. But you yeah. see, most of, you know, most of the people that they deal with are not real Christians. Exactly. Uh, you know, it takes a lot less to turn them around than it exactly. does a real Christian. When they showed me I was up against Satanists, I laughed. I said, oh, this is who you are. Oh, my goodness, you are nothing. You were defeated. You were kicked out of heaven years ago, and hell is your home. You and all of your followers I'm not up against anything. If I'm up against Satan, I'm, I'm highly favored because God has already kicked your butt and he's going to kick it every time you step out against one of his children. And so, hey, hey, when they show me. Satan, Satan, I'm going to teach you, you're going against the creator of the world. You're the fool. <laughs> yeah, you're the nut. Mary, honestly. Girl, do you know before those people printed that devil, I was so confused, and I hadn't I hadn't even heard the term T.I. I hadn't heard about any of that, and I didn't even know America was as racist as it was. I was completely, uh, and you, from you know, the just, South? Miriam, I didn't know shit. I didn't know anything. No, I didn't. I did not. Prayer line, though. You know, we still take me. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. But I didn't know anything, Miriam. Nothing. And when they printed that Satan, uh, it was it was just relaxing to me. You knew you were on the right track. I knew they weren't on the right track. If that's what they were fighting for, and if that's who was fighting for them. I knew I had already won in the Lord. And uh and so I said, Hey, I'm not even I'm not even worried anymore. Until they did that, Miriam, I had been home, guess how long? I had been home for a year and a half, powering behind my walls. 
What? Yes. I was practically a hermit. The only thing I left home for was things that nobody could do for me, like go to the dentist, you know, uh, things that I couldn't send someone else to do. If there was if there was something I could send someone else to do, like go grocery shopping or anything, I got someone else to do it. I was I was afraid to leave home. But when they printed that Satan, that like I said, Oh, is this the best you get? It was like honestly, it was so ridiculous that after that I felt free. I was free. Because they announced themselves and who they announced was nobody. Well, Satan know, is a nobody. I know these demons definitely hate you because, you know, when they killed your brother, they wanted to make it a hush-hush deal, overdone with, and every time they turn, you writing about it. Girl, I know the devil is a liar because he's using you. Oh, yes. And no, you are not taking out no none of God's creations quietly. No, no, none of them. Would have swiped that thing under the rug. Uh, Miriam, what uh, what happened is I started out just writing about myself and my family, you know. And then people started responding, telling me about their family. And Miriam, some of these people are in such suffering and pain and torture and torment that, you know, my brother is dead. At least he's out of it. These people are literally torturing mentally ill people unbearably. And, uh, Miriam, I realized that I had been selected and uh, I'm greatly honored and highly favored. Yeah, no, I must agree, Mary. You've done a phenomenal job. Um... You know, and it's and it's needed, and I mean, you're just doing a great job. God put you, well, where, you, were, you. And, you know, you were where you where God put you for. You were not created to be here, just like me, gallivanting across this earth, talking about looking at my new Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I've got one. I've got one. Everything, all about heart's desire. See, the thing is that. God impressed upon me, I feel, that we are already living our everlasting life. Because those who live and believe in him shall never die, but shall have everlasting life. When does it begin? Well, it began when we took our first breath. We were born. And even before that, because before we were in our mother's womb, what? He knew us. So we're already living our everlasting life. And every answer to every prayer in him is yea and amen. amen. So just because I don't see my Mercedes now in the driveway doesn't mean I don't have one. I have one, and whether I ever get it on this side of Jordan or not, I have one, and I do know that. I know that's right. And, you know, I am satisfied with bread. The Bible says that we must be satisfied with bread. You know, we're to pray for our daily bread. 
And the Bible says that your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. A lot of people worry about, he said, worry not where you should live, what you should wear, or what you should eat. He said, your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. And so, in other words, he provides where we live, he provides what we wear, and he provides what we eat. And beyond that, we should not worry. We should not even consider because we're to trust in him that he knows the desires of our heart. He gave us the desires of our heart, and then someday he will fulfill them. So like I say, whether it's on this side of Jordan or the next, it's of no concern to me. Uh, I know that God is a good paymaster. There's nothing we're going to face that we won't uh, be well compensated for all of our work, for all of our endeavors eventually. So we just keep working. We occupy until it comes. I. Oh, that's right. Is anyone else on here with us? Ann, you wanted to pray, darling? Ann? Because I, I, cl- I didn't close it. She's still here, but sometimes people fall asleep. Maritza was here. Maritza, you still here? I call Amy. All right, let me close out the tape then. Anne, darling, I know she. Yes, I'm still here. Oh, wonderful, baby. You want to close us in prayer? Yes, yes, I will. Father God in heaven, in Jesus Christ's name, Father, I pray. I thank you so much, Father, for giving us this opportunity to meet again this evening, Father, as we are prayer warriors uh, against Satan, Father, and all that Satan does, Father. Uh, particularly in this case, Father, targeting victims, their families, and their friends, Father. Please continue to bless us, Father, and carry us through each and every day under your faith and guidance, through love and kindness that we find you, Father, and we unite, Father, as a strong effort to to fight this sinister uh, targeted victims program, Father. Please continue to give us all that we need, Father, that we can continue to fight each and every day. We thank you so much, Father, for blessing us, for blessing us with good friends like Miriam, like Mary, and other individuals who may be on the call. Thank you so much, Father. We are truly blessed, and we thank you and praise you each and every day as we have breath, Father, to breathe as you allow us. Each and every day, the opportunity to breathe and the opportunity the opportunity to end this forever for all targeted victims across this globe. In Jesus' name I pray forever and ever. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, right, God has an assignment. I always tell him, boy, but you know what, Mary, you, do you know about electromagnetic where they beat her up so bad? But I know God, they, I said she has such a, uh, a powerful position in God's kingdom, that that devil come after her so bad, it, it just don't make no sense. Ooh, and but I know a God is going to use that experience. Oh, shoot. Girl. Cut what happened? Cheese and spilled it. Ay, ay, ay. You spilled something? My cheese, girl. Good cheese, too. 
Oh. Cheese and crackers. Honey, the devil didn't like what you were saying. Yeah. Go on and tell it. Go on and tell it. <laughs> yeah, but Anne has a powerful ministry ahead of her. And, Praise um, God. They come after her so bad. They hit her with electromagnetic weapons so bad, Mary. I mean, it it, it used to, it just hurt my heart. But sometimes there's nothing I could do. You know, and she she thinks about you. I don't I don't know how do you really deal with the country. What's that noise? I don't know. But she's been in the hospital and they let her out, girl. I don't know, you know. I just I just thank God for Ann. Ann's the only one I know that can go in the hospital and come out alive. You know? Then she met doctors that were sensitive to her too. You know, they listened to her. Did you hear Ann, that noise? Ann? Yes. Yeah, uh, could you tell Mary about some of the nurses and doctors that actually, you know, knew what you were talking about? Yes, hi, Mary. Uh, yeah, I cultivated a relationship with my doctors over the years and telling them about what's going on with me. Of course, you know, this is a scary thing you might want to introduce to a doctor, but over over the years I cultivated it. Um, my doctor asked the question, well, why is it? that you're having so many of these problems with the burns and, and bruises across your body and, and open sore, sores and things like that. And uh, I've been telling him that it's because of my implant that I do have and it's because of the torture that I've under from my perpetrator. He can find no other excuse. He knows that I'm not diabetic or anything, any other things that might cause it. Uh, other than that, I'm in good health. And there's no reason why this should be happening to me. So I had to cultivate that type of relationship with them over the years as I've done with my physical therapists and, and the other individuals or health care uh, professionals and my nurse that comes out as well. So uh, this is what's been going on with me. I tortured really through. Yeah, really I mean, her body's radiated. I mean, she has literal electromagnetic weapon burns on her. Yeah, she has what? Electromagnetic weapon burns. You know, she's radiated. When she yeah, went into yeah. the hospital, she was like radiated. Yeah, wounds and burns over my body. My goodness. Hmm. And even even as I'm speaking to you, I'm under brutal torture. But I know that God is with me. He's blessed me, so I continue on. Well, you know, they only. They only attacked me with those weapons twice, and that was uh, uh, the, uh, what was it they attacked me with? The, uh, the, uh, the energy weapons, and uh, they attacked me with them twice in one night. And what I did was I went to press TV, and I showed them on live television in Iran bloody towels. They were soaked. I soaked two towels. One of them was a large, you know, the over-large towels. They were both soaked in blood and tissue that shot out of my nose. It didn't run out of my nose. It shot out. And blood and tissue 
I said, God, please don't let them suck my brains out through my nose because I know <laughs> that. that yeah, I mean, it was big lumps of tissue. And I said, please don't let them suck my brains out through my nose because I read somewhere that that's how they uh, used to embalm people. They could suck uh, the brain out through the nose. And uh, I said, don't let them do that. I'm telling you, it was big lumps of tissue in my nose. And I bet you, if I ever uh, did a, uh, a sinus exam, I bet you I don't have any sinuses. Really? I bet you I don't. I mean, that tissue had to be something. And it came directly out of my nose along with a lot of blood. Before that, I had often had a stuffy nose. I had had a stuffy nose for two or three years before that. And, Ani, now I can breathe free and clear. I said, well, thank you, God. They were trying to, to hurt me, and God gave me a uh, sinus uh, operation. <laughs> God used them to, give them to clear my sinuses. Yes. But uh, those bloody towels, full of blood and tissue, I spayed that. And uh, shortly afterward, I was asked to come to Press TV and speak to them after uh, the death of one of these young men. I forget which one now. It's been so many. And uh, I showed them those bloody towels full of blood and tissue on live TV in Iran because the show was live in Iran. And uh, they told me later that when I showed those towels, what people really endure in America are when the government wants to silence them. When I showed them those towels, they said a huge gas went up all over Iran. And uh, it was after that, I believe, or was it before that, that they came here and interviewed me. I think it was. Was that a TV that. station? Uh, Press TV. Their online is Iran, Iranian television. And America was always making noises like, let's go to war with Iran, let's bomb Iran. And so what Iran started doing was, you know, they wanted to bomb everybody over human rights violations, they say. And what Iran did was focus in on how they treat blacks in America. And so they started interviewing outspoken blacks. And I also did a documentary with Press TV where I told them about uh, the murder of my brother and how I am targeted for telling about it. And I also uh, told them how... Uh, much they disregard human life if that human life seems imperfect to them. Uh, anybody who's mentally ill, even Caucasians, are killed like they're nothing. If you don't believe it, look at how they killed Kelly Thomas live on TV, who was a 33-year-old white man. So, you know, I talked to them about how they're murdering and torturing and arresting the mentally ill just for prison profit. 
And so uh, that's a documentary you can see on uh, the Internet, and it's called The Facade of the American Dream, F-A-C-A-D-E, Facade of the American Dream. And I'm in part four. Really? Yes. They came over here. And they Can you send me the link? In fact, yeah, I'm, I sure will, but you can look it up. It's the side of the American dream. It's four parts, and I'm in part four. And uh, Miriam, they interviewed me for almost two hours. And do wow. you know what? Do you know what they showed on the video? What they showed me in like. Uh, uh, like two or three little segments. Most of my testimony they kept. And I believe that they used until my testimony was powerful. Because I'm talking about how America takes its weakest citizens and kills them, murders them like Hitler. And they were about to jump on Iran and claim the same thing to do wherever they jump on people that they're doing it for human rights. And when I gave them the information I gave them on video, and honey, I was crying and everything about these murders that they continually do. You know, like I said, my brother is murdered already. That means he's dead. But they've got people incarcerated right now in horrible suffering conditions. And to my idea... They're worse off than my brother because they can't escape the suffering. And that's where it's up to us, the body of Christ, to to expose this torture that they've got all these poor souls living under. And so, uh, you know, I use my brother as a worst-case scenario of what they're doing. They're murdering people. I use his story a lot. But it's not because there's anything anybody can do to save him from them. But we've got 1.25 million living people who are directly in their clutches tonight. They're trapped like a squirrel in an eagle's clutches. And we've got to do something or we've got to try. I know if they could do this to us and we're allegedly supposed to be out here free, I can just imagine what they're doing to those who are illegally uh, incarcerated, or even whether they're legally incarcerated or not, you still don't have a right to kill them. Exactly. And so, you know, uh, this is this is the work that's before me. This is uh, uh, this is the work. And so, you know, like I say, I just use Larry's case as a as to show you how much disregard this country has for human life, especially if that human life is imperfect. And to them, being black is very imperfect, as well as being handicapped, that's very imperfect. They have, they're very racist, and they're very evil, and they have absolutely no human empathy or sympathy for anyone. Do not think they do. They don't. They don't have anything. And they are white supremacists that will hurt other white people, too. 
And you know that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. They hate. They hate anyone hate, who is hate, made in the image of God. They want to make they, it look like, you know, um, they want to they want to advance racism, but yet they 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 you know they target their own too. But it is a white oh it's yes white supremacy. The people oh cult, yes satanic cult. Even though Don't they forget use too. You know they make yes. sure they use blacks. Oh yes, they want whites to think it's all about uh, um, doing away with black people because they know that some whites are stupid enough to be in compliance with that. Right. But the truth is, they hate all life, honestly. I, I believe, like the Bible says, they hate human beings, you know, they God's do. creation. They didn't turn people, over your soul. They're compromised. They turned over their soul to Satan. They know we have authority over demon forces. So they're like, well, I got to wipe, wipe away those who know their authority. These people have honestly become so inhabited with so many demons that they are just like Satan and they hate life. And they don't care whether the life is a black life, a white life, uh, a newborn baby life, an elderly person life. They just hate everybody simply because we are made in the image of God and also because we have something that devils don't have and that is the opportunity for salvation whether we're too stupid to use it or not, human beings have an opportunity that devils don't have. And that is the opportunity to say, forgive me, Lord, please accept me back. They don't have that opportunity. There's not going to be one single devil in heaven, not one. And they just hate us because we're made in the image of God. And that's white people and black people. They hate us all. But I do believe it's a white supremacist group of deep Satanists that are leading this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, Miriam, uh, and you may or may not agree with me, but I think that the people who are at the top of this mess, I think that they're not even fully human. I think that these are, if you read the Bible, it says that, it says in Genesis 6, 4, that uh, Satan's angels came down and met the daughters of men, and they saw them as desirable. They had sex with them and they had babies with them. Right, and, right. Uh, and it said, as it was, you know, in those days, it still is. And I believe that some of these people who are giants among men, because the Bible says they were giants among men, you know, there are all different ways to be giants. We got giants of technology. We got giants of theology, giants of science. And, and we have... Oh, the giants of politics. We have giants, people who stand head and shoulders above their peers in those areas, who excel in those areas. And I believe that some of these people are people 
of altered gene pools. I think that they are direct descendants of Satan's angels. I think, uh, I, I for instance, yeah, that, that Jobs guy who was over Apple, you know him? Say that again, who? Jobs, J-O-B-S. Joe, the guy Joe. Who was, no. Joe, Joe, Joe. No, I thought it was Jobs. No, it's Job, Mary. It's what? Job, Job is his name, Job. Is it? Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, you got to listen to um, Osteen. Osteen said when his father didn't know the Bible, his father used to call Job Job too. Stop it when you no, know no, the no. Bible. No, no, no. It ain't Job in the Bible. It's Jobs, who was the technology wizard over Apple computer. His name was Steve Jobs, J-O-B-S. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the Bible. It's Job. Okay, the Bible is Job. But, no, Steve Jobs. Okay, that's a different one. Yeah. You know, he was, this man was an absolute genius, technology-wise, as well as uh, dealing with uh, uh, economics. This guy was an absolute genius. He was a giant among men. But. Look how evil he was, Miriam. This man was so evil that they hung nets, N-E-T-S, outside of the windows where those factory workers worked to keep them from jumping out of the window and committing suicide. (laughs) They made their Chinese laborers work at least 13 hours a day on their Feet, uh, doing little circuit boards and and Wait, connecting that, that those Steve little Jobs from micro, Microsoft. No, Steve Jobs is Apple. Oh, from He's Apple? dead now. Right, he did all these horrific things. He was so evil that it is it is just absolutely incredible how evil that man was. How he tortured his employees. Because, see, his employees, he used Chinese laborers, which is a peasants, and he made them create his computers. And they had to stand over those little circuit boards. You know, they got little hands, and they're very detail-oriented people, the Chinese are. And they had to stand there, and, you know, they wear that little light on their heads and do that work 13 hours a day at least. And they couldn't even live at home. They really were captured. They were slaves. They made them live in dormitories. And uh, and they made them work uh, seven days a week sometimes. And, uh, and they did pay them, but they paid them very little. And they made these people sign a contract with the company that if they committed suicide, their families couldn't get the full amount of their insurance. And I don't think really they made them sign those suicide suicide tax. I don't think it was really about the insurance. I think that was a reminder that, yeah, we know where your family is. So don't commit suicide on us. I think that's why they made them sign 
that if they committed suicide, their family couldn't get insurance money. I think it was to remind them that, hey, we got your family's address. We know where your family is. I think that was a sole threat. He actually enslaved, I think, thousands and thousands of Chinese citizens. He was evil for some of that. And he's probably making those computers over there for $50 and selling them over here for like $1,500, $2,500, whatever. He was Absolutely. tremendously evil. I didn't know that. Man. Oh, well, now you know about it, it'll be easy for you to find. Just put in Steve Jobs, Apple Computer, uh, uh, and the word slave or oppression or Chinese peasants. And uh, yes, honey, it's well known how horrendously evil that guy was. And to my idea, he personifies the giants among men. He was an absolute genius, but he had no, zero human compassion for nobody. He was absolutely a zero as a human being. And I think that there are many others like that, like you said. And they're in politics, theology, uh, they're in science, and, uh, you know, they're in the, they're in this, the high professions, they're well-placed, and they are giants among men. They're those uh, Genesis 6, 4 giants, and I think that they're not even fully human because if the devils were mating with women and the women had children, those children, the Bible said they're men of renown. That means they're famous, well-respected, and they're outstanding in some way. Uh, They could be outstanding in science, theology, technology. They're outstanding in some important way uh, that makes people admire them. And they're demons. It's not just that they're inhabited by demons or that they're controlled by demons. They are demons because they've got that demon blood. Yes. And uh, I did, uh, you remember, I did a series of, of, uh, you know, I do the Mirror Loves Justice Bible study on Sunday nights. And I did a series on giants among men. And each Sunday night I covered a giant in a different area. And like I said, they were giants of theology. And I let uh, Reverend Harris talk about that one because he was talking about how we have all these people who got mega churches and this, that, and other, but they won't say a bad, harmful word about any of these evil systems that are going on. They act just like they don't know it. And so uh, he talked about giants of theology. 
that can pack auditoriums. But do you know, like, for instance, uh, some of them pack auditoriums, but you can listen to their entire message, and you won't hear the word Jesus. And they claim to be Christian. And then uh, the other one is Giants of Science. And, uh, you know, look at these people, the people who are making, creating uh, biological warfare, biological terrorism. Uh, they are making these diseases. They're giants of science. And then, uh, you know, so we've got giants among us. That's what I'm saying. They didn't all drown in the flood, you know. In other words, uh, just because that group drowned in the flood, I mean, the devil's angels uh, are still living, and there were more women after that. They had more babies with them, I think. And those babies had babies and had babies. I think that if there was some way to really map their genes, I bet you there's something different about these people's gene pool. I bet there's some minute difference that would show who they are. And you know, Miriam, we've had quite a few leaders where the parentage was doubtful. In other words, the parentage, their parents, it was doubtful. You know, we don't really know who uh, Bill Clinton's daddy was. We don't really know. His mother was kind of loose around the edges. And uh, you never hear people. We don't know who his daddy was. And you know we don't know who Obama's dad is. We don't know who he is or was. I know some people says it's African dad, but some people say it's not. We it's not clear who his dad it was. Well, and uh, Mary, just for anyone listening, I did put in Steve Jobs slave labor, and all this stuff came up. He used yes. slave labor to make iPads. New York yes. Times tells us only Chinese near slave labor. Yes. Steve Jobs freaked out a month before the first iPad, iPhone. He was horrible. He was a devil. I think for anybody to be completely devoid of any human sympathy, any human empathy, any emotion, and are able to subjugate not just one or two, but thousands of people to slavery. I think they're demonic, and they're not just inhabited by demons. I think they get actual demon blood. That Steve Jobs was something else. He was horrible. And there have been others. Some of those Nazis were like that. And some of the Nazis now are like that. 
And to me, these devils, uh, the, the bad thing about people being incarcerated is devils are drawn to certain environments more than others. I think that they are drawn to being corrections officers. I think they're drawn to positions where they're able to exercise dominance over people who are made in God's image. Because you don't have to be a Christian for them to hate you. They hate God's image. And all of us are made in God's image. And there's something decent about every real human being. You know, mm. even if they're cruel and monstrous, there's something decent about them. The, their attentiveness to the sunrise, their smile at a child, their, uh, you know, loving, even if they only love their own family, there's something tender and beautiful about a real human being. And these people want to dominate and kill everything that is that reminds them of God. And all real human beings are made in the image of God, and we all have the capacity to change and to accept his gift. And mm-hmm. uh, they hate us for that, these demons. They hate us because they're jealous of us. Oh, man. Yeah. They have to be mixed with some kind of demon. Yes, yes. They've got, they've got that DNA, and it makes them. Did you hear that Romney said when he was running for president? Do you know what he wrote? What? He wrote that he has and that he doesn't know when to <laughs> He says, in other words, when he wrote that, he wrote, you know, more than just that, but that was the gist of it. And the thing is <clears throat> that have you ever seen uh, those movies they make uh, of an alien coming to Earth and trying to fake being human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. <clears throat> That's a common problem among aliens living uh, among human beings. They don't know when it's appropriate to smile or stuff because they don't really have human emotions like humor or anything. They don't really have that. What did you say? Huh? What did you say they were? I said that what Romney said reminds me of what these movies they make when people are, when the stars are playing like they're aliens and they have to, yeah. And you know how they don't know what's supposed to be funny? Right. They don't have a sense of humor at all. Romney said his main problem was he doesn't, he never knows when it's time to smile. Now, what kind of human being says some crap like that? 
What does he mean? He doesn't know when it's time to smile. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with Romney. And these uh, demons' children, these devil's kids, these are Satan's angels' kids, these people are usually filthy rich because they're men of renown. They, they have lots of means. And so, you know, uh, no, they don't like whites. They don't like blacks. They don't like Latinos. They don't like Native Americans. They don't like Asians. They don't like human life, period. And I don't understand, Miriam, how they're getting so many who you would think are regular people to go along with their program. I don't understand how they have tricked so many people. They're paying them. Desperados. But, Mary, how do they trick so many people to serve them? The money. The money. The money. They know that's their, that's their new God. Yes. Well, it works. And the thing is, Mary, that they are going to someday declare all this money Benefit in one hour, just like they did, just like they did, uh, you know, the old the old uh, Confederate money. Exactly. And these people are going to be sold out their mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, neighbors and friends for something that's worthless. Yep. And all them Satanists, right? Sold out their soul. Yes. Or something absolutely worthless. And they're going to have nothing to show for it. The way this program operates, I sometimes wonder if your bloodline shows your worth. That's why they tried to take away, because if there was no money, people that would survive would be a certain bloodline. That's, you know. The only people who were what? Survive. Let's let's say they wiped money off this earth, and it came down to you needed a criteria in order to survive. Uh huh. And only a certain bloodline would survive. I believe they do studies to show like what bloodlines could survive in certain conditions. All material wealth was gone, and I okay. believe it would probably be <clears throat> only the bloodline of Jesus people who you know, could survive. Whether oh, it be absolutely. naturally the herbs of the earth or whatever the case they could be. And these people are just <clears throat> so intimidated by the fact. You know, that's why they had to make it look like the real wealth of the earth is money. When the real yeah. wealth of the earth is your bloodline. Yeah. And that's why they also created eugenics because that bloodline comes with the strong heart the strong spleen, liver, and, you know, that's my personal belief, that they've done enough studies to find out that this bloodline here could survive. 
And if wow. money was wiped off of this earth, what would what would people survive off of? Their, their bloodline, exactly. whatever God gave them, you know what I'm saying? So they yes. had to make it look like wealth was really in another area, and that was the money. Yes. We got a lot of old uh, old devils, Mary. Can Mary, you understand that, or that, that's just a little hey, too... Do you know how old the Cock brothers are now? A kook or whatever they call Both men are I old. I haven't heard, wiped away a lot of the stuff. I used to read about those Koch brothers, uh, the organized crime they did, and, this, and honey, they wiped them websites away. Oh, really? It was a, they uh, trying to They trying to paint themselves as benevolent people now. Girl, there was some Caucasian girl who was through with them, and she did such phenomenal work. I mean, and Boyden Gray was up there, too. So, you know, I was following all of her stuff. She had, uh, she just had some awesome stuff about organized crime in the Crotch Brothers, Crotch Brothers. And I don't know if they paid her. She had a major lawsuit, too. And all of a sudden, all her stuff was taken off the Internet. But when I saw her line up Boyd and Gray up in there, I was like, girl, you know you up there. You know you talking the truth. But the so what was, happened to her? All of her stuff disappeared. I used to, uh, I used to just collect her. She had but like, I'm talking about, did you, uh, did you talk to her since they took her stuff down? I never was able to find her stuff to even contact her. I looked so hard, too. Is she still living? I don't know. I didn't even, you know, when you go through this. Sorry, I was fucking you. When you, when I, this was when I first started out, I was just, you know, you just gather information and, you know, I was just so happy to see that her files were indicative of everything I was I was taking the information I needed. I didn't know the Koch brothers, so I wasn't going to focus on that. But I sure knew Boyd and Gray. You know, his name, his family line, the eugenics. And I took that information, and I had made my own files with that information. And that's that, you know. And I don't know what happened, but... When I went back to look for that, I was like, oh, my God. I just never thought it would disappear. But I think she she got paid, and they made her remove her stuff off the Internet. And she well, had... Did you a, know, let me ask you this, Miriam. I don't know if you have read this article. Did you know that this black lawyer name... Brian Dunn, did you know he keeps a harem of women in the Los Angeles office of the Cochran firm? A harem of women? What do you mean? I mean that one of his partners, one of the partners, sued him and the Cochran firm because he was a partner. That means they're supposed to split the proceeds of that law firm. And he said he was tired of the proceeds for the law firm going to pay these women that Brian Dunn hired to do nothing but be in the office to have sex with him. He said it was an investigator whose job was primarily sex with Brian Dunn. 
there was uh, a legal assistant whose job was really just sex with Brandon. He named three women who this man got hired, and they're getting decent salaries. And their job is to get on the desk for Brian Dunn whenever he gets ready throughout the day. And one of the partners got sick of paying Brian Dunn's hose. And he uh, sued him. I never heard of that. He said, what? I never heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, he sued him. His name is uh, Brandon McMurray. And he sued Brandon in the Cochran firm because his part of the proceeds would be much more if they weren't paying. You know, they're in L.A., so people make more money out there for doing any work than they do in Atlanta. And in Atlanta, uh, paralegals uh, can make up to like between 60 and 80 grand a year. And probably in Los Angeles, they may be top of 100,000. And he's sick of paying these women whose only real job is to screw Brian Dunn. And Brian so. You said what? You wasn't praying when you did your homework on that uh, Cochran firm. Oh, honey, those people are evil. And these are black ones. The, the man who sued the uh, Brandon over, uh, over having sex with the female workers and having three hired to do nothing but be his house. Three hired in the same office, and their job, their primary job, is to be his help. And I said, I told the other lawyers when I wrote about the case, I found it in court news. See, they don't put they don't put what the Cochran firm does before the public. They hide it in legal journals, knowing the general public doesn't read legal journals. But I read to find out. Well, what's going on with them now? That's where I found that lawsuit. And the thing is that uh, uh, Brian Dunn is keeping a harem at the L.A. office. Wow. And those women, I I told the other lawyers, I said, now, lawyers, y'all got a good case right here. I said, you got not just a lawyer in the firm, not just an employee in the firm, but a lawyer, and not just a lawyer, but a partner who said that these women must have sex any time of day that Brian Dunn wants to. I said, now, y'all, I said, y'all don't approach those women to file a sex discrimination lawsuit. Y'all some sorry people. I said, honey, I'd be on the phone with those women today and tell them how much money they could make all at once. Instead of them screwing for 100000 a year, they could just sue for several million because a partner said that they must have sex with Brandon. I said, so either Brandon got some mighty good stuff or it ought to be some women ready to sue. Because a partner then came through for them and said that 
place, in that office. And if I was a lawyer, I would have been on the phone with them right after that lawsuit was filed. I would say, let me talk to the women who got to screw by and dumb for their salary. Yes. <laughs> I would want to talk to them. They kept it still making it look like the Cochran firm was, was well, a human rights firm. The Cochran firm, girl, it does not even exist as a law firm anymore. A federal court. And nobody but one legal uh, uh, news, I think, all 360. They're the only ones reported that their standing as a law firm was in jeopardy. Law, law 630 or 360, whatever it is, they reported it that a judge was going to decide whether they were a law firm. When the judge decided that they were not a law firm, neither that company nor any other one reported it. Wow. They're not a law firm. That's declared by federal court, and almost nobody, well, I haven't seen anybody report it. I report the hell out of it, but I have not seen Report saying Cochran firm has been declared not to be a law firm. But if you put that in your browser, the Cochran firm not a law firm, it takes you straight to my articles. Put that in there and see where you go. Put Cochran firm not a law firm. And yeah. there's did it go straight to my articles? Yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it in. But I don't believe anybody else has reported that. Look how they got rid of Johnny Cochran. He you like you represent OJ, girl. They gave him brain cancer. Yes. Oh, he was definitely a targeted individual. Johnny Cochran, you couldn't tell him nothing. Yes, he was cocky. And he reminds me a little bit of uh, Bill Windsor. I don't think that he realized that he was the targeted individual, but he may have realized it and just been that courageous. But you know they murdered his brother. They murdered his nephew. And they murdered Tupac, who was the son, the godson of his client. Mm. And then they got him. So he wasn't the first one they got. They got his his brother. No. Let's see. I think they got his brother first. And then they got his nephew. And then they got Tupac. Uh, who was the godson of uh, of uh, Geronimo Sajega Pratt, the Black Panther Party member, who he got out of jail, had been in jail 28 years on a set-up murder that uh, Quintel Pro had him under. They got his godson. And then later, they got Johnny Cochran. Now, listen at this. 
when I wrote the Johnny Cochran Cointel Pro Murder Theory, I wrote about him being a Cointel Pro target and how they were killing people close to him and how when he announced that he was going to sue the USA and major corporations for slavery and Jim Crow, that's when they got him. Now, I wrote that in that article, Johnny Cochran Cointel Pro, Murder Theory. And when I wrote the article, it took me like two weeks to write it because they were attacking it so much. So the Cochran firm is still here with an Atlanta office? Yes. And they claim that it doesn't exist. Yes. Mm. In court, it doesn't exist. But it exists and it's working every day. And you can send them uh, certified mail to the Cochran firm. And they'll sign for it and accept it. So the so, lawyers were all these Negroes they got here? Plenty of Negroes are uh, bourgeoisie traders working for the Cochran Oh, my firm. goodness. Plenty of Negroes. Hmm. Plenty. Sitting in Atlanta office. Yes, yes. They're crooks. And uh, the list of people they've defrauded is in an article called Beware of Treacherous Law Firms. No, mm. Beware of Treacherous Lawyers, the Cochrane Firm. And I've listed there like 21 victims of the Cochrane Firm fraud. And one of the victims consists of hundreds of people because they defrauded this tribe of black Americans, black Native Americans. Wow. Yeah. So when you look at that article, Beware of Treacherous Lawyers, the Cochran Firm, you can uh, read and hear interviews with some of their victims. Because, see, these people, uh, before they shut my phones down completely, these people were coming out of the woodworks, finding me and uh, getting me to write about the Cochran Firm when it deployed them. And, honey, when you read some of these cases, you will be amazed. Now, which, what article you told me to pull up get your article? Well, it's two articles. One of them is uh, the Jenny Cochran COINTELPRO murder theory. So the joint Jenny Cochran COINTELPRO murder theory. You know, he subpoenaed the FBI's COINTELPRO program's real documents. Uh, and that's how he got that Black Panther Party member, Geronimo Pratt, out of jail. Because they had Geronimo Pratt under surveillance. And their own records showed that he was hundreds of miles away from the murder that they had him in jail for. The government's own records that he was not the murderer. And Jenny Cochran subpoenaed their work, and that's how he got that man out of jail. That's what I understand. Yeah, exposed is the one, Johnny Cochran's COINTELPRO murder theory. Yes, that's it. And the second one to read is, uh, is uh, 
beware of treacherous lawyers, the Cochrane firm. And that's where you will see some of the things that these people have done to our people. Oh, this must be exposed. Yeah, Mary loves justice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that that whole blog. They hate it. And not just the Cochrane firm. I just have a lot of censored information in there. And I always cite my sources. And uh, they just hate it because it's all true. And uh, that's the deal. And the second one is beware of treacherous lawyers, the Cochrane firm. And it will list radio interviews with Jenny Cochrane's lawyers. Because, you know, they fired all of them after Jenny Cochrane died. And they hired new black people. And according to his lawyers, basically these new black people, the reason they want to hire them is because they went along with defrauding blacks. And they got rid of the ones who would not. And uh, the worst case, I'm sure there are lots of bad cases. But one of the worst cases is this woman girl. The police in Missouri killed her little 16-year-old boy. This point blank shot him dead. For no reason at all, none, never even identified himself as a police officer, had no reason to shoot him for at all whatsoever, shot him down in cold blood. This, uh, the first lawyer this woman had, uh, felt like the police were harassing him. Uh, and finally, you know, he was getting all these calls and hang-ups and threats. And then, finally, his office got burglarized. And, uh, you know, the cops really didn't like him representing this woman in a wrongful death. So he gave up the case. And when he gave up the case, he had already found the way that suit got back. Because after he gave up the case, she went to the cockroach. Now, if it had been the Cochrane firm, they never would have really filed suit against the police. Since they couldn't stop the lawsuit from being filed, guess what they did to her? What? They waited until the day of court, which was something like four or five years after her son had gotten killed when it finally got to court. And do you know that's when the Cochrane firm lawyer stood her up on her day in court? Oh, my goodness. Didn't even come. This case was the Micah Brown case of the year that her son died. I forgot whether it was 2000 or 2002, whatever year it was. His case, son's case was the Michael Brown case of that year. It was all on television. Uh, it was all in the newspapers. It was marches about it and every damn thing. And uh, and then the way they do is they draw out a case so long 
until the public, you know, pretty much died down about it, you know. And then they let it go to court. And then the Cochran firm just simply didn't go. They've done all kinds of evil things. Wow. Marissa? Uh-huh. I'm still with Mary. Oh, wow. We're just talking now. Huh? We're just talking. Oh, you finished on the prayer line? What'd you say? You just finished on the prayer line. I, well, we're just talking now. I'm going to cut off the tapes. Mary, go ahead. Uh-huh. Sorry. She was talking uh-huh. about the um, Johnny Cochran firm, and wow. You know what they did to this one woman? Uh, her her uncle was a part of a class action suit. Your conference recording has stopped. Go ahead. Down in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Her uncle. And uh, what happened is uh, he and his co-workers were suing a chemical company. And this chemical company was uh, uh, breaking all kinds of laws. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.